on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Not a biz bro yet? Well, you'll be linked all in with new skills, reviews, and ratings. Google ad search queries play hide and seek in Google Analytics. They're back for now, and we really hope we get to keep them. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm your host, Christine Zernheld. AKA Shop, and I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on August 20th, 2021. And there's nobody else here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey. We're alone. <laughs> How's it going, Shop? It's great. Um, we don't even have Caleb here today, so I really hope this is recording and everything's going to work out great. But oh, it will. Yeah, we just need summer to end so we can get back in our group with our usual hosting schedule, but we're going to do a great job today. Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Just wait till you hear this doozy of a story I've got. Okay, so what is it? <clears throat> well, in case you haven't listened in the past, I've got an older car. It's got like 180,000 miles on it. I really want to get to 200, but it's just not holding up. And so I went to go buy a car. It is surprisingly hard to buy a used car these days. And I'm like kind of more aligned with like the millionaire next door style, get something used. I went to the dealership. They're like, oh, you want a used car? It's the same price as a new car, but you get the used car now. Would you like this? And I'm like, no. I'll just get the new car okay. because it's the same price as the used car. And it's ridiculous. There's like huge supply chain issues across the board and everything. So I get a note saying your new car is going to be delivered on Wednesday the 18th, which is actually when we're recording today. Yep. So on Wednesday to Monday, it will be delivered. I'm like, oh, great. I just got to make it like another week. So they're just going to like drop it off at your house? I got to go to the dealership. Okay. I okay. get it. But so I'm like, this is my first new car. I'm all excited. And I'm like, I just got to make it like one more week. Right. And so then I'm also removing a pool in my backyard and <laughs> my little lawnmower, I had a problem with a, a tire. And so I took, I'm always, I'm pretty prepared, right? You know that about me? Like I'm, like I have flashlights. Oh, yes. Like I'm pretty prepared. Okay. I always have like a first aid kit on me. You're kind of a doomsday prepper. I, I actually am. Okay. I, pre- being prepared isn't a problem. And that's what prepper stands for. So yes. <laughs> so I always keep this like inflatable thing. It's like slime and an inflatable pump. So if I ever have a problem with my tire, I can just get to where I need to be. It's like a big thing. It's like security. And I had to use it on my mower. So immediately I go buy a new one, but I picked the eco shipping or whatever on Amazon. And so it was going to be coming this week, but later in the week. And on the way into work today, like right before I get to the office, and if you're on YouTube, you can see it. I picked up out of my car. It's like a diamond that was embedded in my tire when I got to work. And I get out of the car. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody's car is deflating. Like, it can't be me. Like, a tire is really bad. I hear it. Like, somebody's tire is going to be in trouble. And I look, it's me. And I pick this, like, diamond out of there. So I'm like, well, I'll just use my slime kit. But it's not being delivered till Friday. And my car is being delivered till Friday. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to get past this. Like, I just need to get there. And so I... I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this lemon. I'm going to make lemonade. So I'm like, I'm going to put my donut on and I'm just going to be satisfied. I'm drive home and then just tri- get rid of this car. And you have a long drive with the donut, y- yes, by the way. Yes, I do. I can't <laughs> wait for this later. 
So I get my don't I get I get the donut out. I get a jack out. Jack the car up. I have a brick under the back and everything. Everything is good. Jack the car up. And nobody else would even have a jack or the slide. Everybody has a jack. You just don't want to use this in your, in your trunk. I have a jack. Yes. I don't think so. I'll show you okay. after the show. I so I jack the car up and all of a sudden my jack breaks. And I'm like, oh my God, nothing could be worse than this. Like I can't, now I can't do anything. And I'm like, you know what? I got AAA. And so I'm like, all right, well, I've got AAA. Everything's fine. And I pull out my AAA card and expired August 15th. You're kidding me. Three days before the show. Oh my God. (laughs) So I called them anyway. They didn't look at the car and AAA fixed it. But it was just like, I was like determined to get past this. And it was just like, the world was telling me no. So I am going to be driving on a donut and then I'm going to, I'm going to patch my tire. I feel like this story isn't over because now you're driving home on the donut and it's like not going to I know, now it's going to blow up and it's going to be a disaster. But I just like, I was like, nothing's going to stop me and everything in a row stopped me. Well, you were resilient and here you are. I'm here. Recording a podcast without a producer today. We'll see if I'm here next week though yeah. or if what I could go uh, wrong? tie in a fire. Um, well, I was told before the show that I talk too much about my child. but I did not say that for the record. <laughs> How dare you? You did. I, no, you said I said I you one do of talk about people. your child. I did not say one of those people. I said you do talk about your child. Big difference. Okay, you said too much. You you have a you child said all the time. Your child is out in the the ether to people. Okay, people well, know your child. Do you want to hear what she's doing this week? Absolutely. Okay, it was not. a big week for just, us. <laughs> if you know anything about us, we're like big dancers in our house. So we just reached the milestone where like you turn a song on, she starts like moving to it. Like it's confirmed. She is listening to the music and dancing and it's so exciting. So yesterday we were like, hmm, let's test some different genres and see what she's into, see if there's anything she doesn't respond to. So we did a lot of different stuff. She's tried like Beethoven, lots of disco, Taylor Swift, of course. We found one song so far that she doesn't like. Okay, I thought you said one song she liked. I was like, let me guess, Taylor Swift. Oh, no, she likes every song. Okay. She loves Taylor. We listen to her every morning in the car. And I hate to speak ill of the dead, but she really was not a fan of X Gone Give It To Ya. Wow. She just sat there. Wow. Yeah. Shots I'm- fired. <laughs> I mean, yeah, show some respect. She's not going <laughs> to dance to that. So we'll have to keep trying and see if there's anything else she hates, but she's a dancer. Just like her mom. <laughs> Okay, and dancing into the news. Um, As you know, we just said we record this on Wednesday. This is a wild story. Today has been a wild ride and not just the tire situation. So I was sent. Well, first of all, you may remember last week, our main story, people had full search term visibility for one day and one day only. Not even a whole day. It was like a short period of time. Then that gift magically disappeared. Then Jenny tweeted that they were working on a way to give advertisers more search terms. So we've all been like waiting to see what was going to happen. Well, there were more plot twists because Greg sent me this tweet from David Kyle this morning at David Kyle on Twitter. It says, so period, the Google Analytics loophole for seeing queries hidden platform side has been closed. Not only that, analytics is now hiding way more than than the platform. So I checked in my accounts and I can confirm I saw absolutely nothing in some of my smaller accounts, no search queries. And then in one bigger one, I saw one search term and it was branded. Branded. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So then later that morning, he said, although I'm seeing significantly reduced data in analytics, I think I'm seeing that platform 
form SQR, so search queries, I haven't heard that one, have opened up a bit, I'm seeing a much smaller percentage of hidden keywords and seeing a lot of really long tail queries I'm not used to seeing in the platform. So that made me a little more excited. So of course I sashay on over to my report in Google Ads for the time period I was looking at. Total search terms, 32 conversions. Other hidden search terms, 86 conversions. Wow. So I was not as lucky as David there. Somebody turn on DMX, because when you see that, you're not going to jive. <laughs> I don't know this DMX joke. X is going to give it to you. Does he say something about jiving? Oh, dancing, oh, I mean dancing. jiving. You okay. said you're sashaying gotcha. over. The gotcha. party stopped when you got there. I gotcha. Okay, so things seem to be working out kind of for David, but not for me. Then this afternoon... Jesus Reyes at Chewy Reyes M on Twitter said they're back a few seconds ago and he showed his search term report and it was the way it used to be with all the queries or almost all the queries. Mine was too. I just can't handle all this today. It's been a day. It's been a week. It's been a month. It's been a year, but a few years actually, Shep. Yeah. And the worst part of it was we, a little plug here, we have a marketing attack coming out next week about, we're calling it the state of PPC so covering like a lot of different topics about Google and Microsoft with Anastasia Sorokina, Julie Bacchini, um, and Mark Saltarelli. I moderated. Great episode. And we were talking about search terms. And I was like, you know, I feel good about it. Jenny had the tweet last week. It can't get any worse, can it? And then this happened today. I was like, oh, no, I jinxed it. You did this. And now this episode's going to come out. And I said it couldn't get worse. I doomed us all. But... I don't, I'm feeling optimistic again. Now that How dare you, they're, they're clearly working on something and we just got to see what it is. I, I look at that and I think this is bad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like usually it's like when somebody like takes something away, it's like that's that seems yeah. bad. like a, a deliberate move. I hope it's not. I hope we have we, we can use the platform and Google Ads wants to make Google Ads better. That'd be nice. But I just have like a little pit in my stomach. Maybe it's from everything else that the world's throwing yeah. today. Though. Understandable. Do you have better news for us? Yes. All right, Shep. When's the last time that you used LinkedIn personally? Um, never. Okay. <laughs> Maybe well, a month ago. I don't know. There is a new feature to bring you back. Judgment and reviews. <laughs> for me personally? Yes. So are you excited? <laughs> no, I don't like judgment at all. <laughs> okay. Well, LinkedIn is adding ratings and reviews to user profiles. Um, not a company, but a user based on um, based on their w w the tasks they perform. So you're literally just like, I don't like your business memes, one star. Well, you can be reviewed on the skills they offer as service providers, to be precise. Okay. Um, and, and so if you set it up, reviews will be displayed in a new section on user profiles that have the service listings option enabled. So you have to turn it on to get all your reviews. And then um, again, you can just highlight any skills you have. One of the cool things, and Matt Navarra had found this out. And if you are a Matt Navarra fan, Glenn Gabe had a tweet about Who this. Isn't? Who isn't? Yeah. He, you have a pronunciation, so you can um, pronounce the last name. He's got a doozy of one that Glenn showed me over on LinkedIn, so you can figure out how to say his last name properly, unlike me. Oh, we've been saying it wrong? You want me to spoil the joke? Oh. He's got a Rickroll. A Rick, Rick roll. Oh. <laughs> so Rick rolls you. Sorry, Matt. I ruined People the joke. aren't going to click anyway. No you ruin the joke. Um, so anyway, he says, new uh, LinkedIn's rolling out ratings review feature. Um, and then Matt Southern over at Search Engine Journal has a great how-to step-by-step -step if you want services on. And then if you want to request services. 
and sort of here is the good news, I would say, where people aren't going to just come and judge you and be like, Christine Zernhout sucks. Bad breath. <laughs> Too much <laughs> child talk. Um, it, instead, it's in a, Matt Southern says, in apparent effort to prevent abuse on both sides, LinkedIn reviews can only be left on an invite only basis. So you have to invite somebody so people can't just attack you. But then they're also going to mean nothing because you're only going to invite people who can give you good reviews. That was my counterpoint. I was like, poke holes in this. It's all going to be fake. (laughs) Who would be like, hey, you, I did some bad work for you. You give me a review. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's the same. I don't know if people are still doing the thing on LinkedIn where they're endorsing each other, but it's like somebody endorsed me on five things just because they want me to endorse them back. It's so dumb. It's not a real world there. No, it, it's not. That's why we need the uh, LinkedIn world. Or what do we call it? LinkedIn Park. That was, that was one of my best ideas ever. LinkedIn IRL. And anyway, if you want to know how to create a service page or if you want to invite clients to review your service, which again is weird. It's like just to you. Like if, we, if you and I work on many clients and it's like, I just want a review for me, Greg Finn. Like that's weird. <laughs> Um, so, but check out Search Engine Journal. Uh, Matt Southern has an awesome step-by-step on how to get that set up if you want. And last in our main news this week, YouTube has some new features to improve their search experience. And I actually love all of them. Nothing bad to say here so far. So first, this isn't really necessarily new. Instead of just thumbnails, they're starting to show individual thumbnails for video chapters directly in the search page. So you you may have seen this on desktop and they're rolling it out on mobile now as well. And you can use these to jump directly to the section most relevant to your specific interest. The next thing they are starting to show search results from other languages with with automatically translated caption titles and descriptions with relevant content in the link in the local language that isn't available. So somebody in another country, somebody in China could find this video and translate it to Chinese. Good luck translating what I say because I can like barely speak English as it is. Um, But that's really cool that you don't have to do a heavy lift there and you can expand your reach and show your videos to people in other languages. Yeah, and my my thought is like, how are they using this to to monetize? You know what I mean? I I don't really know because it seems like there's less showing up, you know? Well, there would be, you could show your video to more people and then more people will be watching the ads and then YouTube's making more money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I like the example. It was some bro looking for like dude perfect. And yeah. then you just see like the dude perfect video. They're like uh, the, the four dudes. I can't. I'm going to get in trouble for this. But there was like a dark time during the pandemic. And I like walked into the living, living room. Oh, <laughs> My husband no. was watching dude perfect <laughs> on the TV. They have a TV show. He like fell into it somehow. Like he wasn't even watching. He was on his <laughs> phone. But it like played after another video. Do you know they hung out with Serena Williams? Like they get a lot of respect. We need to have an intervention with your husband. <laughs> we need to have an intervention. He's like watching Copa, you know, uh, junior soccer games during the Olympics and now Dude Perfect. But the cool thing is with, with this new search, you can like, you know, search for Dude Perfect and see like what video looks the most bro to you to watch. So enjoy that. Maybe your husband <laughs> yes, will Yes, with it. the chapters feature, yes. Um, they are also running a test where they complement search results with website links and other formats from Google search. I love that. Anytime you can send traffic to your site from YouTube, that's a great thing. So looking forward to seeing how people use that. And that's already available on mobile devices in Indonesia. So Greg, after in India. India. Yeah. Oh, you already are in I India. Do. I, have I my forgot. Card. I got to hop on the VPN and, and check it out. Yeah, I'll check do a couple, it out. Uh, check out Dude Perfect. Let yeah. us know how it looks. Great. Can't wait. 
now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from the one and only Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter. And Shep, you might like this one. Lily tweets out, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that at ASOS involves its SEO team in naming products. And then has an example where it's ASOS designed bridesmaid short sleeve cowl front maxi dress with button back detail and olive. That's the name of a product. I know, but it, that's why ASOS is so awesome. ASOS design cami max slip dress in high shine satin with lace up back. I don't even know what this is saying. This is funny when you look at it this way, but this is why ASOS is so awesome. You can literally just go on there and search for zip off pants or whatever you want, and it brings it right to you because they're just smart. They don't, they're not naming things dumb things. And then Lily had another good follow-up tweet that I think you'd like too. She says, reminds me of a meeting I had with the CEO of a fashion brand many years ago in which I told him that he might want to reconsider the strategy of naming products the Jessica, the Samantha, the Christine, the Michelle, etc., Pretty sure he was naming them after his girlfriend. Christine was an example. No, I had it. Oh. <laughs> but Jessica was. Yeah, I wonder if it was Delia's. They used to do that. Okay, well, that was great. Check it out and follow Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why am I, people. There is a tweet this week from Ronan Bennett Vanderostacken, and he said, MFW, which I learned today is my face when, I hear someone mention their link building services. And then it's this really kind of triggering for me image of, um, who's that guy again? Jenny McCarthy's ex-boyfriend. Jim Carrey? Jim <laughs> Carrey. That. The Grinch. Um, and he's like gagging. I hope he's okay. Okay, so the great part of this was a reply from Chelsea at Chelsea M Pro on Twitter. And she says, when I need a pick me up, I search SEO on Fiverr. This image, everyone listening to this needs to go to YouTube. It is incredible. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I couldn't believe this is real. And then Chelsea went in like, it's like I got the receipts and links over to it. It's so great. It. Yeah, you have to give Chelsea a follow just to see this. So it says 300 USA permanent what hat. <laughs> it's what? W-H-A-T. What hat backlinks. Then there's a dog in glasses and a tie pointing to a chalkboard seo content marketing algorithm design strategy links research keywords you know all the important things and there's a, a beautiful lovely watermark over it as well so yeah the water the dog the watermark the seo and then everything's always like a hundred percent if yes. you look at like the little bullet points it's like a hundred percent so um in case in case you missed it 300 usa permanent what hat backlinks unbelievable so there you go. Fire your SEO team. <laughs> Got it right here. Uh, thanks, Chelsea. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe here, you may or may not have known there was a rule in Google Ads where if you had an automated campaign rule and it was set up by someone who then lost access to the account, 
the rule would show as invalid in your account. I did not know this until this week because PPC Greg tweeted about it. But you don't have to worry about it anymore because starting in July 2021, these issues will no longer affect active rules. So if a rule is created by a user who no longer has an account or has account access, it will continue running without any errors, which is good. And PPC Greg was going was saying that they dodged a bullet because they had someone lose access and he, he didn't know this was a thing. So um, somebody should have lost access that lo- left the company but they forgot to disable it. So thank God, because you didn't know. But we always have the opposite problem yep. where we take over an account or we're like firing up an account that we were running a year ago and a rule is enabled. And it's like, why is this happening? Why are these bids going up? And I'm not, I'm not doing, doing this. And people are like blaming each other. And Shep, what are you doing? You're like thinking bad of the client. You're like, what are they... Why is the client in here? And you don't realize that it's because of a rule that was yeah. already set up. Like you hired us. Why are they making? T- oh, oh, it's a rule. And the worst is when you go to the change history and for a second you like think it was you and you're questioning everything yes. you've ever yes. done. And then you look and you're like, oh, this person that left, they're doing it. And it's like, oh, no, it's a rule. So. Am I sleepwalking and raising bids? <laughs> but you don't have to worry about it anymore. And next up from Barry Schwartz for Search Engine Roundtable, Google launched a new ad format for Google AdSense ad units. These are called full screen inline ads, and that is a very fitting name for them because they are full screen and in line with your content. They appear below the fold in both audio ad placements and responsive ad units. You don't have to do anything if you want to be eligible for these. Just keep running your DSAs and it's another format available to you. And I think you said audio, but I think you meant auto ad placements. Oh. And we don't have Caleb here, so where is this going to keep on rolling? Remember what I said about my English earlier? (laughs) Yeah. Not those YouTube audio ads. Auto ads. And the example he has is this beautiful ad for Hawaiian Escape. Um, a luxury Hawaiian vacation, I think Barry really needs to take action on this ad and take that vacation. I don't think Barry and Hawaii match. It's just, I don't think their internet's good enough. But he's working too hard. He That's needs a who break. He is. Did you listen to the Zeme interview with yeah. Barry? A Zeme Digital Ass podcast. Check it out. Go subscribe. But so he needs amazing. a break. He, he needs to be forced. His break is when he digs up some little story about those webmaster hours. That's his break. Okay. Well, I'm sad for him. <laughs> no, he loves it. Listen, think- to, the, listen to that that interview. It is a, a so very, so amazing. He truly is such a jewel to the community. Yes. And have you ever sleptwalked? Sup, sup, walked? I tried Ambien once and I did and I never oh, had it again. <laughs> oh, did you do anything crazy or no? Um, No, I just like was in my parents' room. <laughs> <laughs> I had dark really- times. I've never really slept like unless like back in my college days if I've drinking a little bit too much. Yeah, well, the, thing, the thing you have to know about sleepwalking is you have to sleep first, so it's not really something that you're going to do. Yeah, that I don't have that part, so. And finally, there is a Digiday article this week that says Google is considering switching Flock to a topic-based approach as execs acknowledge cookie replacement has fingerprinting potential. Glenn Gabe came in clutch with the TLDR here because I'll be honest, I didn't want to read this. And he said the new system would involve assigning topic categories to websites and people rather than assigning cohort IDs. More importantly here, this article has an amazing hero image with some major Sammy Hansen energy. Sammy makes our art for our show. Yes, last week it was epic. Yeah. With the bug. Yeah. And she always takes like whatever is going on in the show and she's not a marketer. So she's like looking at it from a really abstract stance and has like a giant cockroach on the art. And it's amazing. I know. She's always like, 
hey, y'all, wh- what does this mean? And we're like, well, it's like Google Ads used to show you all the terms you're bidding on, and then they took it away, and then there was like a mistake, it was a bug, and they gave it back. And she's just like, why would they do this? <laughs> but then it comes up with just absolute fire images week yeah. after week. So this one is great, too. It's a bird, like a corpse bird, and he's holding a stick, or he's resting on a stick, and he's Google somehow. He's he's the flock, the I bird. think it's a grim reaper, right, with the red hood, and then that's the scythe? I thought it was a bird because a flock. No, I think it's a grim reaper scythe. That would make sense, too. Let us know, Digiday. What's happening in organic? All right. Well, first up in Mark Ruffalo and Michael Keaton news, Spotlight is Apple's new search engine, according to John Henshaw. You forgot about the Regina George actress in that movie. I did this one second ago. And Rachel I'm sorry. McAdams. I apologize. Did you like that movie? Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that in a second here. So the iOS and iPadOS 15 betas have gained rich results in web images in search results. And Apple's, according to John Henshaw from Koi Wolf, Apple Spotlight is poised to take market share away from Google Search because searches bypass Google Search Engine entirely. And John and Koi Wolf have been all over Spotlight mm-hmm. and is the go-to source. And it's coming. And so if you sleep on it, it's your fault. You knew, and you let it happen. <laughs> what did you think about Mark Ruffalo in that? He he was the only one who was nominated. I think he was good. When he said that one line, it was awful. I wanted that just, was like his Oscar moment. It was terrible, terrible. It's acting. a terrible subject, but like a good movie. Yeah, and uncovering everything great. But I'm not a Mark Ruffalo fan. Why not? I just don't. He's not the Hulk, and then in that thing, it's just. I think Spotlight is maybe the best thing he's ever done, but the thing was like, you know, it's like, you could have done better than that. I thing. was moved by it. I would like to, like where you saw, um, what's the, the, the canceled guy, Mel Gibson, where he's like, in payback, he's like, give me back my son. That's what you need. You need like that energy, you know, not Mark Ruffalo energy. I thought Mark Ruffalo was great. And you could say that Koi Wolf was like the Spotlight team covering Spotlight. Well, the Academy Awards disagreed with you, Shep. Okay. So there you go. All right, next up. Google's got a- Actually, I think it won the Oscar, just saying. Uh, well, it's debatable. Okay. Don't you love that too? And people are just like, it's debatable. It's, like, it's a fact, ma'am, sir, fact. Um, anyway, from George Wynn over at Search Engine Land. Google's got a new tool to report indexing bugs, and it's now available in the U.S. If you're having indexing issues, you can contact us and go check out the uh, article at Search Engine Land if you want the exact link. Am Not I... us. Don't contact no, us. No, don't. Please don't. Please don't. We're too busy. <laughs> and um, The one thing I thought would be cool is if you had, you could request a bug about Google. and be like, hey, our search terms are gone in analytics. Like, I want to request you to look at your bug. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe. They don't really care about anyone. <laughs> no. All right, next up, YouTube Studio is receiving three updates on mobile and desktop that will help creators stay informed on data that matters to their channel. And this is over on Search Engine Journal as well with Matt Southern on Fire this week. And he says, the updates are improved real-time cards, an inbox for your channel mentions, which is heavenly instead of no notifications, and then hashtag autocomplete suggestions. So speaking of studios and updates, ours has been postponed a bit. Like we're, we're saying, like, we're going to have a new studio here soon. Um, we really hope to have one here in Q3. I'm trying anyway I can. And my three things for a wish list are uh, better cameras, better sound, and because we have cars going by all the time, and yeah. then better lighting because we look 
awful. What about just cold? Oh, that'd be nice too. Yeah. And I have a sweatshirt on if you're watching on YouTube. And I am uh, turning into a puddle here. <laughs> so anyway, that's our marketing clock studio wish list. All right, next up, there are new requirements to appear in Google Podcast recommendations. So the new requirements will start on September 21st. And to be eligible to show as a recommendation. The pod- 21st night of September. The what? Well, first of all, it's just Bud's anniversary, but um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Do you that remember? Update. Remember about the new requirements. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm sure the audience is nodding along. So what you need to have in your RSS feeds is a valid and crawlable image um, that can be accessible to Google, not blocked, a show description, a valid owner email address, a link to the homepage for the show, and the podcast author name, the name of the show, and Google Podcasts is the author of the podcast. So... Um, that's what you need. And thankfully, uh, quality wasn't on the list, so you still will be able to find us over on Google Podcasts. Very nice. All right, next up from Glenn Gabe. Yep, at Brody SEO with another great catch. Google tests a two-column mega autocomplete with people also search for image grid. If you look at this, somebody started typing in Sydney, maybe looking for Luke in our Discord group. (laughs) And on the left is the normal results, and on the right is people also search for, and it's a bunch of images, which is really cool. Wow. One gripe is because this was Sydney, I'd imagine that Brody, Australia's most famous SEO, probably found this image. I feel like they should reverse it. Their toilets flush backward. They should flip the mega two column autocomplete. I want want images on the left. You're in Australia. You do things differently. They don't read backwards. It's just the toilet. It's down under, man. Okay. I think it's only the toilets. Okay. It's not Arabic. (laughs) Okay. Over on Search Engine Journal, there's an article from Roger Monty. Martini Buster. And Google, you can increase Google's Discover with Max Image Preview Tag. There's a whole bunch of information over there if you want to see exactly how. My thing is I love the image. Again, it's a big image off. It's Roger against Barry. Search Engine Journal against Search Engine Land. And Roger's got some... A hip person throwing hundred dollar bills. I have not there. seen this one yet. Oh my yet. goodness, you will love it! Um, wow, you can't see the hand. It seems cut off, but it seems like the hand is wide open, throwing money around. You can see the shadow of the hand. Yes, yes. And so my thought was, how are you? Incre- why are you throwing money to increase? Like this is free. Discover's free. I don't know where the <laughs> money's coming from, but I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I don't know. You know, it's free traffic. Free money? I think it was a nice little bounce back from that ventilator picky last week. (laughs) She's Google throwing the money at you. All right, next up from Morty Oberstein and Danny Sullivan and his at Danny Sullivan Twitter handle. And Morty also has a podcast called SEO Rant, I believe, as well. So go check that out. He's from SEM Rush, aka Summrush, aka Smrush. And Morty says, hey, Danny Sullivan, is Link Spam Update done rolling out? And Danny Sullivan says, it's not. A lot of it has, but it's still got more to go. Maybe next week. Unlikely this one. Uh, I do check back with the team regularly and expect to share when it's complete. Why don't they just have a page on a website where we can see updates on these things? That would be nice. <laughs> that would Instead be Instead nice. of just having to bother Danny all the time. I know. You know, that's... Um, I, I know we, we, we kind of poop on Google every a little bit here and there, but again, it is nice to have that instant feedback from... Uh, a rep so Mm -hmm. I do appreciate it whatever Twitter handle is used we love to see it and we got a little love coming too in a sticker pack up here where it's like legit love for Ginny because Mm -hmm. she is absolutely uh, phenomenal all right let's keep on going here Google has a core update information 
I guess, that was shared. That wasn't the right way to string a sentence together, but I guess in spirit of the show today, Shep, uh, <laughs> you can check it out. Glenn Gabe had a great uh, recap of basically off hours or whatever the Webmaster Hangouts are that Google had. Um, Barry wrote up as well, but it's basically how do you get back on the right track after a uh, quality problem with your site. So uh, Glenn's got a great uh, tweet thread there and he just talks about after removing low quality content, how does quality evaluation work? And he says, John Mueller says it can take six months plus for Google to reevaluate a site after improving quality overall. Goes on to do a lot more. And if you've been somebody, especially recently with all the updates that have happened, and you think one is due to quality, work your way back. And then um, again, Glenn goes on to say that you'll see the big changes on, again, one of the following core updates in all likelihood. So check out that thread and hopefully we'll hear more from Glenn here soon. All right, next up, well, here's Glenn again. And this is sort of like yuck news, I guess. But he says, it's James Bond-like. Chrome could lock down your incognito tabs via a biometric scan or pin so only you can access them. Who's like creepy enough to be like, I've got these awesome incognito ads. Nobody could track me. And I need to keep these. Like, what naughty mischief are you up to? That would just never even cross my mind. With the incognito tabs? Yeah. He's just like, I need to I need to biometrically seal what I've got. Like, what are you viewing and biometrically sealing it? I don't know. I don't want to know. Me either. Get lost. <laughs> All right, next up, and let me just throw a little caveat in here, Shep. All right? Okay, caveat. Okay. Um, I'm going to change this a little bit. Client Salesforce introduces new Slack integrations post-acquisition. Be nice. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> basically Salesforce is going to integrate with Slack um, and I think there's a lot of positives here. The only real, uh, you know, concern I have is what happened with Mark the one time in a Google Drive doc or Google Drive sheet. We had a bunch of client lists come through and um, you could click on a client and for some reason, it would click on a name in Salesforce and it was in a Google sheet doc. Somehow he like right clicked somehow and started a video call with a lead that we got a client. Oh my God. So that's my only thing is like, if you get Slack in Salesforce and you start somehow messaging like a lead, yeah. it's not, like if you could see what's happened in the marketing side and um, like all the details, that'd be super cool. And especially like if you could like be like, oh, I'm going to ping and put this little conversation over there, that'd be nice or put a thread around somebody. That'd be cool. But So are they going to be able to see your avatar in Slack? Because that's, you know, I like my fun avatars. I, it doesn't seem to be client or, or your your you know lead base. So it's going to be around sales cloud and service cloud okay. and then marketing cloud and analytics. So I think there is some some value there. Just don't let people message a lead. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Next up from Lily Ray, she says, "Will be interesting." Oh, this is like a whole a whole saga. <laughs> it's a ready. whole saga. Somehow somebody caught Google using header tags instead of titles for search snippets. And so Lily said, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Google already uses H1 for article thumbnails and other areas of search. And wonder. And she says, wonder if this has anything to do with title tags being SEO optimized to the point of being unreadable, winky face. Ooh, shots fired. It's true. And so then way more fallout has happened. We'll probably be reporting this next week when we get an official response. But Brody, with his uh, backwards flushing toilets, said, the Google SERP feature update. There's been a net decline, only minor so far in title length. Unlike previous updates, it doesn't look to be about pixel limit, but instead Google rewriting titles in their search results. So there's all these different examples. Rob Woods had a bunch of bangers out there where it was pulling in just, you know, um, 
everything dash need dash to dash no dash contact dash lenses is a, a title tag, which wasn't the title tag. And then Lily had a bunch of examples of um, a, a title tag being bypassed. And I believe this one was the alt text of the hero image. So it seems like Google is getting a little bit more being a little more liberal as to where they get the title tags yeah, from. Yeah, and that's display. like something you're actually supposed to be able to control. That's annoying. I'm with you. I'm really, I'm with you. I think Lily sums it up best where she said, SEO strategy in 2021. Our plan to, is to write new title tags and meta descriptions for your site, as well as adding canonical tags. But there's no guarantee Google will use any of it. And then that little kind of like hands up... Um, character and then I the call him Weep Womp. Weep Womp character and then the fire dog Luke from our Discord. Because I already feel that way when I'm writing meta descriptions. It's like this might not even be used. What's the po- I'm just wasting time. <laughs> now it's title tags too. But now it's just gonna grab the alt text of the hero image shop. So don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Okay, so next up from Koi Wolf and John Henshaw WordPress is looking to improve plugin name checks to remove the WP trademark confusion. And a few folks that had WordPress plugins that had WP added, it's something a lot of people do. Instead of saying WordPress, you just change something. Instead of saying like UFC, you'll be like, all right, I'm just going to be like all MMA or something like that to not step on a trademark. And so now WordPress seems to be halting WP named plugins from being uploaded as a WordPress That's plugin. gonna be a big deal. That is gonna be a big deal, especially if you named your app after a viewpoint, show piece, show place, slow poke, snow pack, snow plows, draw plate, blow pipes, tow planes. Why would it? There's WP in there. Nobody would do that. <laughs> so wait, so they're not even gonna look for it like with spaces on either end? I don't know, I just made I that up. I would hope they would be a little smarter than you. It was just a joke, okay. Jeff. All right, and lastly here this week from Garrett Sussman of iPoll Rank, and I believe he still has a podcast out there. He used to have Agency Ahead by Traject, I believe, but there is a new SEOs under 40 on iPoll Rank. So if you are under 40 and you're an SEO, you can apply to be the 40 SEOs under 40. Okay. And he's got a, a, a video about it as well and a little short form and some examples here. My thing is like, how do you know how old people are? Well, I was going to say you better apply soon. Oh, how dare you? I'm going through like, I'm, I'm like having my midlife crisis leading up to <laughs> well, it. Well, the tire did it. No, <laughs> it's more than a tire. I'm like keto and, and all this stuff now too. <laughs> but um, yeah, like my thing is like, how do you know how old somebody is? Like, do you ask people? Like if I'm like, hey. I want Glenn to be in 40 and a 40. He's great. It's probably honor system. And I don't know how old but Glenn how do you is. Nominate? Like, Glenn doesn't look 40. No, he could be 25. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how anybody's age is, you know? Yeah. But I guess, I guess if you know somebody that's a great SEO and you know their age and can verify it somehow. <laughs> oh, because you're nominating other people. Right. You're that's not even weirder. Yourself. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like, hey. You have to like get like you have to know people pretty well to like know yeah. exactly when their age is, especially if they're up kind of on the the precipice here, like me. Yeah, thank you for not saying cusp. I don't like that word. <laughs> I know ted. <laughs> All right, what's up in social shop? First up this week, Andrew Hutchinson is sick of short form just as much as we are. So the first 
sentence from this article says, if you hadn't heard, short form video is hugely popular right now and almost every platform is seeking its own way to tap into this consumption shift. So he's just as tired of it as we are. But anyway, Reddit is the latest to join this trend with a new TikTok-like video feed. These are aligned with specific user interests based on the subreddits that they follow in the app. Reddit doesn't have a dedicated short video camera, but instead this will utilize the video clips that users have already uploaded within their regular posts. I just think video, Reddit, aren't we a little scared about what's going to happen here? It's, they have they have something good. They have something great. Yeah. Keep, keep at it. Yeah. We don't want more TikTok. We have too much TikTok type videos. I don't think they're going to listen to you. How could they compete with YouTube Shorts? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this article talked about how they were like looking to be like YouTube shorts and how it was so successful. I'm telling you, these people, are, are, are their brains are broken at yeah. these social companies. Everybody <laughs> just picks the wrong thing to be like. And I do think there is the right thing to be like, and we're going to hear about it in a moment. But anyway, next up in social, Facebook is taking action against vaccine misinformation super spreaders is how they called it. I thought this was super interesting because I didn't know about it, but there's something I guess called the deceptive dozen. And there's apparently um, 73% of online vaccine misinformation on Facebook came from 12 people, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And so there were um, there were all these different pages and accounts, but I'll link back to these dozen folks. Do you think they have like meetings? I, go on vacation together oh my God. could you think of a sadder meeting than like what do we get a size in here this week <laughs> you know like it's tight there's titanium in there like, we, we, like that's got to be the saddest meeting in the world but anyway facebook is very upfront about this and again i know that there's a lot of backlash against facebook i think that it, it's a fine line to toe obviously with speech and also the fact that nobody knows actual anything with mm-hmm. some stuff here you know we're like oh you'd be protected and they're like oh you might need a booster shot and it's like oh cool like changing so um any, anyway they said that um they removed over three dozen pages groups and um facebook and instagram accounts of these 12 folks and then they said focusing on these 12 individual misses the forest for the trees we've worked closely with leading health organizations since january 2020 to identify and remove covid 19 misinformation that contribute to the risk of someone spreading or contracting the virus and then they go on to say they've removed over three thousand accounts so not just the dozen they've been on it apparently according to them and finally here in social, because of the types of content they produce, OnlyFans hasn't been able to launch an app for obvious reasons on Google Play Store or the Apple's App Store. So to combat this issue, they have a new app available on iOS and Android called OFTV. It features many regular OnlyFans creators, but the content is strictly safe for work. So everyone is going to be fully clothed and they're really excited about this new venture. I, I know you're laughing right now. I actually think this is the idea everybody should have been copying. If you look at something like Instagram, there's such a tight-knit like creator community on Instagram, and they're out there doing Instagram TV and reels and stories and this and that. And it's like, if you actually, I feel like Instagram community is fanatics. Like they're, they're fans. That's the definition of fans is fanatics. And if you had taken taken all that time and been like, oh, we're gonna make a premium. And you can subscribe to Taylor Swift Instagram Premium. It's $1.99 a month, and you get all the premium content that's Taylor Instagram only. That would have been phenomenal. Like super follows. Yeah, 
But why wouldn't an Instagram do that? I don't know if that's what this is. <laughs> it is. No, I mean, I think I think everybody's looking at this like, oh, let's make TikTok videos. Oh, let, let's make long form videos. Let's make TikTok. Let's, let's do stories. Let's do audio. Why, why wouldn't somebody have taken this thing that clearly works with Patreon, yeah. albeit it's not an adult, but clearly worked for OnlyFans. And there are there are safe for work OnlyFans. We talked about it a while back. Some brands were trying to do it, which good luck. Um, but yeah, make some sort of gated thing. And it's like an exclusive thing. And I don't understand why nobody else has done this before. Right? Like Patreon's works. Yeah. Like I can't believe... YouTube hasn't come out with their own version of Patreon. YouTube is only trying to be a cable subscription company. It's in the, and then make YouTube audio and nobody wants either of those yeah. things. Nobody wants that. Maybe they're listening. It's crazy. But anyway, I know people are going to hate on it and in reality, they should have just done something that wasn't OnlyFans created. They should have come up with a new name. A for new it. name, yeah. Yeah. But I think they're trying to say it's the same creators you know and love. They're just wearing clothes now. New experience. Well, guess who's going to sign up for that then? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> like, if you're following somebody because they're clothes free, they're yeah. not going to be like, oh, I'm going to download this to get them with clothes. I don't think so. What either. is happening? And like, people have to work at work. So, when are they going to use this? But I, I follow people, and this is going to sound weird, and I'm okay to admit it, to have OnlyFans, mm-hmm. but they do like, they, they do like, woodworking plants like i'm going to show you how to whittle a spoon yeah. but it's only for the only fans that's what this article is talking about how they've just been branded as this like not safe for work but that's not all they can do like anyone could gate their content there and grow an audience and there's a need for it yeah so that i that's what they're trying to do with this i guess we'll see if it works for them and that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes it's time for working hard or hardly working. I don't know if Keyword Planner is getting better or if I'm just working with clients that are like a better fit for it right now, but I've been having a lot of luck with it lately. A lot of like good variations of the keywords I'm searching for, more bid estimates that I'm used to seeing, and I've just been liking it a lot more lately, and I know I've talked some crap about it in the past, so I just want to be a little friendlier. Thanks, Keyword Planner. Thanks, Google I'm gonna, Ads. I'm going to be positive, too. <laughs> Just I, I'm trying to reverse the day, essentially. In DSAs, I, I used to hate DSAs, and I'm coming around on them. And I think one of the things is the ease of use with some stuff. Like, you don't just have to have a custom feed. We've got one client where we're working on getting custom feed for specific products so we can spend money on things that have basically higher profit margin. And until then, we're using, um, we're, we're searching for, on the page for specific terms. And then also in the page title, there's a way we can find it. So you can actually craft those DSAs without a feed. You can do it via what's in the URL, what's in the page title, what's in the page. So if you haven't tried DSAs because you don't have a feed, give it a shot. And there might be something like um, distinct that you can use and be like, I'm, I, it's like discerning to say it's this product within the page, the title, or the URL. So uh, pretty cool. Give it a shot. Nice. All right. On this week's segment segments, where we just throw anything at the wall here, we have a must-read, not-really-marketing article of the week over on the New York Times, and it's called You've Never Heard of the Biggest Digital Media Company in America. And it's about Red Ventures. And I just found it fascinating this the, the the head of Red Ventures was on the plane that like Sully landed in the Hudson. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, and it's like after that, I totally changed the business. They started buying up all these like sort of distressed media properties and like actually took a mindset of monetization around it instead of just throwing like AdSense on there. Like I'll, I'll be at the new <laughs> the new ad type is fire, but like they just put 
it was a really cool look at how they did this. A little bit weird. There's like they built all these buildings, and I think it's like Virginia or something. And there's like on campus living and stuff too. It's pretty crazy how big they got they're getting and can they got all this venture capital and stuff but if you're interested in that at all or if it sounds cool it was really a, a kind of nice peek behind the curtains on mm-hmm. it all right next up is seo oh knows and matt diggity at matt diggity seo on twitter i said, hope that is his real name because i love it I think I, I think it might be. That's cool. Um, but he says SEO is one of those rare industries where old schoolers don't make all the money. There's little correlation between seniority and earnings in SEO. One of the top CBD SEOs is still in college. New blood with dynamic thinking can easily come in and make disruptions. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. You would have thought that. The the most heinous thing was said. If you look, and like all the old school SEOs just came in and were like, give me the sources. I want to see the sources. Like, dude, he doesn't have any sources. Matt Diggity doesn't have the sources. Yeah, who's this like, CBD college student? And it's like you you look. I look at that and it's like it's that GIF right of the um, Tom Hardy in the. Uh, I already a, lost you. <laughs> after the, the, the post-apocalyptic world. Oh, I can't. Um, I can't Is Tom it. Hardy the guy from Batman? Yes. Okay. But it's it's Charlize Theron. Okay. I yeah. I've you know seen what I'm that saying? movie. What, what is what is the name of that movie? How can I not? Mad think of Max. That? Mad Max. Thunder Thunder Road. Right. So it's Mad Max Thunder Road, and he's like that, and he goes, "That's bait." That's what you should be thinking when you see this. Is the that's bait? Like so, he's just stirring the pot. That's what it looked like to me. I look at that and be like, oh God, move on. That's what I think. I want to know this kid. In Nobody college. moved on. Somebody said, I know plenty of old schoolers still k- killing it and putting young grasshoppers to shame. This is borderline ageist content right here. It's, it's an experience. You didn't say age. Who's a grasshopper? The young CBD person. But I don't know. It's just funny. It's like other people are like, let me see the study behind this assertion. It's like... Dude, he's stirring the pot. You guys <laughs> fell for it. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. And then I have one last uh, segment segment here. And this is, again, it will be IRL memes here. And this is the galaxy brain meme. So there is an article in the Wall Street Journal. And it says, these people who work from home have a secret. They have two jobs. And that is something I never considered. And they go on to say that all these remote people, they just get a job that's not that meaningful and you, you know you just have meetings all the time and you just schedule you get one job and then you get another job how could you do that you're employed well a lot of people don't work right and so you're just like all you do is take meetings and you just make sure the meetings don't overlap and then you don't have your video on and you just have two jobs because you don't have to go anywhere how could you actually not like really not work i worked at a company where i never worked it was in <laughs> buffalo it was i will not say the name but it rhymed with <laughs> and i I had nothing to do there. I had an old Palm 800W, this is the Windows Palm. I put in to get around the VPM and I started a business. I didn't do any work any day there. Oh, and so I told you're them every like day these that, people. Well, no, I'm like, I tried to do work and I just got shut down. And I'm like, why are you guys hiring me? Well, you don't know why these people, they could be you though. They could then, be starting then, their own business. And then I left that company and the guy's like, and I'm like, I just don't have anything to do here. Like I, I try to do the stuff and I have no budget and I can't do anything. I don't even think you need this position anymore. It's like thinking, like I, th- I thought I was like something, like just trying to help out. He's like, well, well, look at you. You're doing good for your age. 
And I like freaked out. I'm like, good for age? What are you talking about? Anyway, that's ageist. Anyway, here's my galaxy brain meme. Do you know what I'm talking about? Galaxy brain, where it's like the brain yeah. with like some neurons firing, and then it gets a little bit bigger, and then like oh, it's all lit up, and then it's like the brain's just blown up. Yeah, you weren't on the show once, and they used it about shorts. I know, but I'm gonna do it the right way because okay. that was a bad example. Okay. So the first brain is like, I got a part time gig, you know, that's it. So part time gig. Second brain, more light, lit up, getting a job. Third brain, adding a side hustle. Galaxy brain, two jobs. Two jobs! That's brilliant. How do you get away with that with like the IRS? <laughs> Doesn't I, I, that seem crazy? I, mean, I guess you're just working two jobs. I, I, I don't know. I, I would feel like s- somehow it's going to come like crashing down where you're like, yeah. oh, you're paying unemployment for this person and somebody else is paying unemployment for this. Like some, some, some point it's going to kick off. But until <laughs> then, like, yeah, just take two jobs. Who cares? You're remote. You're, you're not doing anything. And not that all people remote aren't. It's just some of these examples in the in the article, if you read it, aren't. I hope that article doesn't ruin it for them. <laughs> I know. They use the real names. <laughs> and they're like, oh. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really really cool this week's cool tool comes from christina brodsky at c brodsky on twitter and maybe most known for her time or appearance on marketing talk i don't think that's what she's most not really known she's just like the sensation <laughs> i've only talked to her met her once but she's like the real deal and she's got a, another awesome sheet out there elite sheet as i call it unlike just saying things are whack last week how yeah. dare she um, and this is about an export crawl data and sending it to a client if there is any changes that you need from an internal linking error. It's pretty cool. It's just what she uses. She's taking all the stuff that she uses in her systems and just giving it to the world. So go check it out. It just shows you can say here's step one, step two, step three, step four. Here's where everything should link. And then status. Pretty easy. But again, it's free. And she's giving away the farm. Every, all of her secrets she's giving away. She's amazing. Yes. Thank you, Christina. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Cypress North's own Kathleen Hagelberger. She has this amazing guide to launching a new website and it's really everything you need to know if you're launching a new website for your client or for yourself. It involves SEO, Google Tag Manager, tracking and content planning for a new website. She goes through the early stages with making your site map, keyword research, then she has the planning stages and she has like how many weeks out you should be doing all these things too. Um, so it's really amazing and you guys should go check it out. And she's got a free checklist if you yes. want at the end. So it's absolutely free. Download that. She's trying to put on her best Christina Brodsky impression there. And she did a great job with this. It's fantastic. Great job, K-Berg. Thanks, Kathleen. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week.
Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. And today we will be playing everyone's favorite game. It is Guilty Pleasures. This one is honestly really hard for me because like I share everything and everything I like is a guilty pleasure. Like I watch QVC for fun. You do. So Harry Slacken, shout it's, out. It's hard to find new things. I follow Harry Slacken on Instagram because of I you. know. <laughs> on the marketing o'clock Instagram. Oh, I, I forget which one it is. Okay, so my first one today, uh, I think Greg knows this about me, but I really like chilies and I don't want to have to feel bad about it. You know what? I should be giving you crap for it, but chilies low key rocks. They've got the hot little sizzly thing. Oh, you really They've think got so? Good yes, desserts. skillet. If you find an airport chilies, like, I think chilies it's one of like, too, T O O. Is that the one in Atlanta? Um, I've been to it in a lot of places. Okay. Not Atlanta because they have a Chick fil A. Okay. I only fly on Sunday, so I don't know. But um, yeah, the one in Atlanta too. I like you find if you find airport chilies, it's phenomenal because you can like sit down for a second, pretend you're not in an airport. Yes, and in Buffalo, we don't have a lot of good Mexican cuisine. The margaritas and chilies are better than anything else in this town. Quote me. Do you know how many people are rolling their eyes right now, <laughs> smashing their phones, trying to get us removed from Google Podcasts? And at the airport, they have the one margarita that it's like a one and a half margarita. And it comes in the shaker, and they give it to you in the, like a little cup. It's so nice for the airport. Huh. Okay. You just need one. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Okay. What's your first one? Okay. So I'm going to keep it urinal based here. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> and it's like the ice last time we did this. The full urinal, the like, if you have a urinal that's, that's from the full wall to the floor, that's just like a little bit of heaven. And you don't find them anymore. And when you do, it's like, if you ever watch Seinfeld and Kramer starts making the the roads wider, it's just like a, a he like paints the stripe and just makes these really wide wide lanes. It's just really nice. Okay, so those are like at sporting events and nowhere else, right? Those are troughs. You don't want those. Okay, so, so I don't understand what these are. It's a it, usually urinals like on the wall, kind of like plastered on the wall there, and then there's nothing underneath. Their urinals go all the way to the floor. Oh, so like um, the Overlook Hotel. I don't know what that is, but probably. The Shining, when they're in the red bathroom yes, and he's talking to Grady. And it goes all the way down. Yeah. Yep. Full-size urinal. <laughs> okay. It's like a thing of like times past. Why are you so into urinals? I don't know. I I, I, I drink a lot of water, Diet Coke. <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't have an opinion on that because I don't see a lot of urinals, but I just think you have an issue where you're like thinking about them too much. These are guilty pleasures, things okay. I don't say normally. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do here? Okay, um, I don't really like that one. I have a thing for logging on to Instagram or lately TikTok or Facebook and just reading through comments of like really popular posts. And I really like to just watch the world burn. So like, like just punishing yourself. I go looking for the fights, and I'll just read through them. You should check check hashtag SEO on Twitter. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be a fun one. Actually, I do that already sometimes to find articles, but. Yeah, I just think it's really enjoyable. Like yesterday, Real Housewife Dorinda Medley was celebrating that she wrote a book and she posted a picture of a peacock and she said, Richard, I wrote a book and Richard is her dead husband. And she, I, so I don't know why the picture was a peacock, but somebody thought she was calling Richard a peacock. Oh, no. Somebody thought Richard was the peacock and they were like, oh, does Richard come with your house when you rent it out? And Dorinda like got in a fight with the person in the comments and I was just sitting there like updating it. It was so fun. Oh, my god! And that's how I like to spend my Tuesday nights. More power to you on that. That is not what I like. All right, next guilty pleasure for me, a football game. My favorite part is a kick, hitting the upright. I 
love it. That weird little noise it makes, where it's like, boom, when it hits the upright and bounces either way. I just love it when a kick hits the upright. Even when it's your team? Doesn't matter. If Zhang hits uprights, it's it's a win for me. You know, cash that bet. I can never tell if like the person scored or not when it's the angle. Like the ball's never like centered. Yeah, and it's really weird. They like everybody kicks so hard now. They just kick right over the top of everything, and you're like, I don't know if that went in. Yeah, and everybody's like, I, don't I know. just wait for the crowd to react. But how do they know? Yeah, and then it's just, it's just there's some somebody down there like looking straight up and trying to like see where the ball went because the posts don't even go high enough. So for you, you know how they mic the balance beam in gymnastics? They do mic. They do mic. You should listen to a few. They're really good. So you're not the only one who enjoys it. So it's not really a guilty pleasure. uh, Name one other person you met that likes a ball bouncing off. People just don't talk about it. Um, (laughs) I really like um, just spending my time going through celebrities' Wikipedia pages and just going right to the personal section, reading about all of their marriages and babies and all the details of their life, and then I just like jump around and then I like click on their first spouse. I did that yesterday with David Spade from Bachelor in Paradise. He's like, not he from to- Bachelor in Paradise. Most known lately, right? Yeah, I guess. But I, that is not what he's most known for. I can't believe he's doing that. Yeah, that that was that is off. So you're watching it? Why? Well, I, I mean, my wife was watching. I'm like, David Spade, what's he been doing? And then I'm like, I thought they canceled Chris Hansen because he was problematic. Chris Harrison. Harrison. Chris H- Hansen should have gotten Chris Harrison out of there. Uh, but it's like David Spade. Like, isn't it? That's not good either, right? Doesn't he like date like everybody? I don't that's know a anything. Young model. About him. And then he's like, you know, you read his Wikipedia. I did, and I found out he had somebody who was dating like drowned, and he was doing that. Like, it, and it was real bad. I forget the name of the person. But check out his oh, Wikipedia page. Man. It's the last person dated on there. Okay, do you have one more? Yes, I have one more. And I'm going to go and say ice and orange juice. I've never seen anybody else do this. Orange juice, don't like orange juice. I don't drink orange juice. My kids do sometimes. And when I do, I put ice in it. If you've never had ice and orange juice, you're missing out. All orange juice should be served with ice. That's crazy. Have you ever had it? No, but you should try. I remember the movie the the borrowers. Okay, <laughs> is that the movie where the people, the little people, are like living in the walls of the people's house? I have no idea. I think it is. And oh, in the one with David Spade in it. No, in the movie, it's like from the '90s or '80s. The guy puts ice in his orange juice, and I'll never forget it. I was like, this really? guy is a mer- he's the bad guy in the movie. I knew it right then. Next time you get orange juice, ask for ice. Try it and thank me. I don't want to be hated by the the wait staff. You won't be hated by your tongue. Okay, that sounds gross. <laughs> it's, it's, it's truth. <laughs> I don't want ice in my orange juice. No, thank you. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>